We can't hear you, Thomas. Hey, there's a chat function, darling. You can just chat us. You know, we are in Zoom. This is 2020, my man. <laughs> Give us a little chit-chat in the chat. If you guys could just drop your name and location and age, you know, your ASL in the chat, that would be great. We're going to do a little icebreaker, too. If you guys could just say in the chat, um, don't unmute yourselves, please. But if you could just say in the chat, um, the last really good TV show you watched. I'll go is that what's pet? Is that what um, icebreakers are like in nonprofits now? You just say it in the chat. Yeah, it's yeah. You put it in the chat to save time. Oh damn! We've we've fully we've fully evolved. <laughs> Terrence, what's the last thing that made you laugh? Big belly laugh. Um, your own mortality. No, uh, I saw a tweet earlier <laughs> today from CNN <laughs> that said. Um, <laughs> It Man, said, you are so fucking diseased. You are big belly laugh tweeting CNN and tweets. Well, hear me out. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> it was, Tom sent it to me. Uh, Jill Biden, she said every morning when they wake up, Joe Biden turns to her and says, where are we? Oh, <laughs> 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 you're right. I did get a big belly laugh out of that. <laughs> where are hey, can y'all hear me? Yay, there he is. Okay, one one second. Let me try one more thing. Um, give us a UK hun. <laughs> oh man. To test the mic. Yo, yo, can you hear me now? I can hear you. UK hun. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Let me try that. That's I don't know what the fuck was going on with that. I Whatever. How's you Bailey? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Uh Drank me a little coke. My mom said, "Drink your coke." Said your stomach. I was like, "That feels like it wouldn't. It feels like it would do the opposite." Mm. That's the high school nurses station. The only thing you could get at a high school nurses station is a Tylenol, a big bulky cheap ass pad, and a Sprite. Yeah. If, if any one of them three couldn't solve your problems, you better just call nine one one, honey. Yeah. What are you drinking there? A little Lacroix. Can check. Can check. It's the best one, <laughs> limoncello. Oh, it's oh, good. Oh, I can do limoncello. Oh, it's stuff. good. So fresh, so clean. Anything lemony or limey without being actual lemon or lime grosses me out. Nah. I really can't even handle a t- the tart of a real lemon or a lime. I'm so fucking old. What do y'all I know mean, you about... I you remember <clears throat> how excited you would get sucking on real... Heart, sour candy. Sucking on real dick. Mm, I, I remember that. I remember what sucking on real dick <laughs> Walked was right like. into that, Tanya. You know a good old sour candy. I can't do it no more. I love also sour can't shit. I no more. I can't do spicy shit anymore, but I, I love sour shit. Oh, I love spicy shit. I need to get my guts scoped and looked at. I just dread looking at them. You know, uh, Usher says that one of those colonoscotomies, whatever, clean you out. They're pretty good. Colonic. Colonics. Yeah. <laughs> Coloscotomy. <laughs> I knew you knew what I meant. That's how he keeps that V cut. Uh huh. And he's like forty or something. Yeah, he Probably gets it all vacuumed now. out right good. Oh, oh. yeah. Old evac out the back. <laughs> you don't need a vacuum to do that. 
<laughs> you just need IBS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just need yeah, a stress disorder, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't feel good, but it'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ruby has had like well, one diarrhea, and I just assumed she was dying and freaked the fuck out. Motherhood is very bizarre. Uh, you know, I've... I myself have had diarrhea sometimes and thought that I was dying. So, you know, don't beat yourself up. It's a pretty common reaction. The thing about diarrhea that we don't really appreciate in this country is that it actually kills a lot of people all over the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. I mean, is, is, isn't dehydration probably actually the exact cause of death? I believe so. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's been the True Billy Medical Corner. One more mystery we should tackle today. <laughs> Joe Biden wakes up every day and doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> I mean, is anybody shocked? You know what's funny about that? It's like, I know they meant that to just be like a story about like, Joe Biden keeps waking up and telling his wife, asking his wife, where are they? But they had to make it into a feel-good story like, oh, he just can't believe he's in the White House. And when, actu- when in actuality, he... Really, just doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> when in actuality, it's weekend at Bernie's over there. Oh, man. He's a corpse. Uh, honestly, though, I know we uh, kind of surmised about some deep fakes under Trump, but uh, how long do you think they could convince us a president was alive that really wasn't at this point in 2021? Uh, well. Uh, there's the JFK thing that he's in Cuba, so no. <laughs> so at least sixty something years. Yeah, but that, that's a conspiracy. They don't really have anyone convinced of that, or do they? Uh, I'm convinced. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Are you all convinced JFK is hanging out with the Scottish Corps in Cuba? I don't think he's with the South, but. <laughs> No, I think I think it's pretty well established he's dead, but some people think otherwise. You know, earlier today when we had our little false start and um, we were waiting on you to join us, Tom, Terrence was casually talking about presidential dates for some reason. You know how he is. And mm-hmm. he said that Ronald Reagan was president when me and him were born, when we were all born, and I, don't, I almost don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> how did I not? How's that not just like a something I just knew already? And damn, that motherfucker fucked. He he did some damage in a very short amount of time. Well, he did eight years. As much as you can do. I just mean, like, I just, I guess I'm trying to say, uh, Terrence reminded me that I'm old. And Reaganomics. <laughs> you really are, didn't know Ronald Reagan was the president when you were born? Maybe I did at some point, but I've smoked it away. <laughs> just smoked it right away. <laughs> and I guess I just, like, had this, like, wow, I'm, I'm like the age of Reaganomics. That's how old I am. You are the, you're the trickle down. Well, what's crazier is. <laughs> It's just been getting worse ever since then. You know, it's not gotten any better. <laughs> no. We, th- we There were times where it felt better. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Clinton 90s felt better. Probably because we were 
you know, healthy in our and young, joyful yeah. youth. Yeah, Just, mine wasn't joyful. I, I need to turn a light on. I look like it. I'm being interviewed on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at myself, but my hair looks curly. I guess because I, I'm, well, I'm going to tell you all. The reason I was late is I had to get in the hot tub. I was sad. Too hard Are a day. you serious? Too rough. Dude, I sat through three, four hours of Zoom today, and uh, I just had a fucking crash. My brain crashed. Uh, I, I, that's fine, but I'm the one who has to edit this afterwards. And so the later uh, we do this in the day, the later I'm, I'm up. Well, I tried at 1030. <laughs> now you have to give me that. <laughs> I tried first that. thing. I'll give you that. But I'm telling you, my brain was fried. Y'all didn't want to talk to me. I'm much happier now, and it's a much better episode, and probably easier to edit. <laughs> All right. So I'll I was really looking that. out for you. I doubt that, but uh, but thank you for um, where am I? The revisionist history. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> where am I? Where am I? It's really a pretty good line. At any time that you just don't know what else to say, just say, where the fuck am I? Where? Wake up in the White House. Where am I? How did I get here? I've had that feeling before. It's awful. <laughs> Waking up not knowing where you are? Yeah, you just wake up in a strange place. You went to bed with somebody you probably shouldn't went to bed with. It's uh, yeah. disorienting, to say the least. That's really only happened to me a few times, but it is rough. I usually yeah. keep my wits about me fairly good, but those few times was tough. Yeah, I just preferred to move on. Wake you up, know? like, sir, could you draw me a map home, please? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I woke up one time. I was in, uh, I woke up, uh, I thought I'd made it home. <laughs> and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night. I looked up, and I was laying on a futon in a dorm room. In the same building that I lived in. And I looked over and there was this dude on the computer that wasn't not my roommate. And I said, man, I said, uh, uh, he's like, man, you just kind of walked in here at three o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> I, I saw you around and, you know, you know, you've always been nice to me, but I just didn't have the heart to tell you that you weren't in the right place. And so I just oh woke up at three and realized I didn't have a futon. But could you imagine that? Like, if the shoe were on the other foot, if an absolute stranger walked into my domicile and just went to bed, I would tell. Them, I would freak yeah, out. Yeah, tell him to get the fuck out. But he was just cool as a cucumber playing World of Warcraft while you slept. <laughs> he had a disturbing image of a uh, a diseased lamb on his desktop. What? Yeah. A diseased lamb. Do you do you, do you still have both of your kidneys? Have you checked? <laughs> Man, I don't know. He, I woke up some. He may have extracted semen. Yeah, he may he may have extracted. You may have a kid somewhere. Multiple. He's stuck Plenty. with. Me. Who knows? <laughs> Damn. Uh, he seemed like a pretty straight shooter. I forget his name, but <laughs> took your semen and <laughs> put it in a turkey baster. <laughs> And uh, let's see, where else is I woken up at? <laughs> they say a menstrual cup works better for for insemination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Instead of turkey baster, sense. put it in a menstrual cup and then like stand, do a headstand. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I have my questions. 
I know people have gotten pregnant that way pretty successfully, too. I know two babies conceived with a menstrual cup. Um, well, three, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't know. Little, Tom. little Tommy Jr. <laughs> little Tom Tom uh, running around. Nah, I can't deal with that. I can't engage that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> I can't engage that. It's Thursday, February the 18th. I'm sorry. Uh, February the 18th. Um, it's been a really weird week. Uh, when I was Mercury a, is retrograde. When I was a kid, in the mornings before school, my mom would... I don't know if it was a bit, as I know she didn't really watch this earnestly, but before school she would put on the 700 Club with Pat Robertson. And, um, oh, baby. That's how, I mean, you, I mean, you got the perfect start to the day, the same, <laughs> same start to the day, every day. Every single day. And oh, I vividly remember after Hurricane Katrina, Pat Robertson going on there and say that, saying that this happened because it was God's wrath for the homosexuals, for America tolerating homosexuality. Now, yeah. obviously, I don't agree with the uh, conclusion he came to. However... I he, knew this was kind of... However he, was on the way. He, he ha, however, he may have... Gotta hear both sides. Like, like all good conspiracy theorists, he may have diagnosed it correctly. God may be, it is quite possible, and I, I don't know why I never thought of this while the worst of the pandemic was happening, but like sending the worst winter storm this country has seen in like three or four decades in the middle of a pandemic kind of makes me wonder, perhaps God is visiting his wrath upon us, not for homosexuality or anything, but maybe just something biblical like greed. Maybe, maybe, maybe we were greedy and what if God's mad about the most petty thing that somebody <laughs> did? He's pissed that Billy Eilish won all them awards, swept that award show. Yeah, something like that. Or that there's a Saved by the Bell, another Saved by the Bell reboot or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what it is? Something the new Cruella Deville. The new yeah, Cruella Deville. Yeah, yeah. He's mad about Cruella. That's Emma right. Stone. He cannot abide. I can yeah. though. She's hot. I can't wait to see it. Oh man, man! I tell you what, I it says so much. Really, you tap into something here, Terrence. We started off every day of our lives for a number of years with a senile man that believed and coaxed a lot of people into believing that he talks to God and gets messages from God. And that's how we started our day. <laughs> and that, and we, and we accepted that as totally normal, just like the orange water that runs through our streams. Just totally, totally normal. normal. Yep. <laughs> Pat Robertson said that uh, the Haitian earthquake in 2010-ish, somewhere that, I think it was 2010, uh, was God's judgment for voodoo. Oh, right, right. And paganism on the island. Oh, my yeah. God. Imagine, and imagine. Now you kind of see why they ban white people from it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the worst instance. He is kind of a one-trick. Po- 
he's kind of a one trick pony. He's a one hit wonder. He he uh He's still on. You though, know, if right? something bad happens. Do what? He's still on. Or is it a different guy? Pat Robertson is still on. He's still on. Well, he is ancient, yeah. though. He's got to be like 90 by this point. Yeah. Last night, I was watching a show on Freeform, and it 700 Club came on after it. Like, I saw 700 Club's intro last night, Jesus. which makes this conversation pretty bizarre. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's that still, it was on live Freeform nuts. TV last night at, 10, at 11 p.m. is when it came on. That's crazy. My show came I on mean, at 10. What a cultural mainstay. Pat Robertson has had a finger on the pulse for decades. Pat Robertson's 90. God damn. Yeah, so he's he's up there, man. He's outlasted a lot of motherfuckers. Rush Limbaugh. He outlasted uh, (laughs) old Rush. By a good margin. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no. uh, You know, I, I was... It's just hard not to think that some kind of wrath is being rained down upon us. Um, and like I said, it's not for voodoo. It's not for uh, homosexuality or... For uh, dick sucking. Yeah. Or uh, what did racists call intermiscegenation? Not for anything oh like that. Just for good old-fashioned greed, probably. He's probably just... Or it's something petty. You're right. It's something extremely. It just—I mean—if that's true, this is an even worse God than previously imagined because it's mostly poor people suffering right now through this. (laughs) Well, God has never—you know—he's never really been a paragon of virtue. Okay, so lay off (laughs) him a little bit. I thought that's exactly what he was. (laughs) That is the fun. Uh, I mean. You could make the argument that his parenting skills live a little bit to be desired. <laughs> but he uh, is a very if if we're just judging him or her or them or whatever it is yet just on the same standards we would judge anybody else. I mean like let's go through the list here. Jealous uh vengeful, wrathful Listen, I, I I wrestle with jealousy and vengefulness too. I mean, I can't I can't I can't kick a, I can't kick a man down for Anger? that. among us. Anger. I I'm also not omnipotent, but I am impotent. <laughs> Omnipotent. Close enough. That's, that's omnipotent. That's a, <laughs> I'm, I'm impotent. <laughs> you know, God, I'm he, he's he's impotent. Omni-impotent. He's what? Yes, he is everywhere at once and impotent everywhere he goes. <laughs> he is. He can't get an erection anywhere he goes. <laughs> Omni-impotent. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, in fairness, though, to God, you know, here's in fairness. The Bible does say it rains on the just as well as the unjust. It rains on everybody, so he's not. In fairness, he's not giving us anything that wasn't in the brochure. Okay, well, tell me when Ted Cruz gets his. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's well. Yeah, he gets. He has to be Ted Cruz for one thing. <laughs> Somebody that nobody likes and that just sweats butter. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to Cancun. 
Yeah, it's like he leaves like a snail trail <laughs> where he goes, but it's just like cholesterol. And not like he's, I don't mean that as like a fat shaming thing. I just mean he's just greasy. Yeah. He is greasy. I'm going to venture, I'm going to go ahead and venture to guess that because there is a God and God hates us, Ted Cruz will see no consequences for his actions and in fact will be reelected. <laughs> I the people forget about shit. This will be old news by, you know, Saturday. People will have completely forgotten about that. And then. you know what's funny is that this probably is something very common. Like Mitch McConnell probably goes to some private island anytime any shit pops up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is probably very common and just like he got made. And had to come up with a... He had to string a big one and fly back. What a fucking dumbass. Take a private plane. Did, did he really think nobody would recognize him? <laughs> yeah, or like yeah, it, wear a bigger mask and a hat, you dumb cunt. It's yeah. easy to go incognito right now. Jesus fuck. You know, uh, Ted Cruz is known by the 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 trail, though. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. They yeah. spotted. They spotted the butter. Yeah. It's like yeah. They just like this. Like some TSA agent looked down at that and just like stuck his finger in it and looked at it. And goes ugh. Like it was like Ted's the here. ooze from two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They knew they'd been yeah. He didn't even. He didn't. Or, <laughs> like Slimer. You know, you just walk. You put your finger in it and then taste it, and the camera zooms in on your face. He's been here. He's They've been, been here. Cruised. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even have to show his passport. <laughs> <laughs> you, remember that, you remember that video of him after the Capitol raid and he took that he's smoking that big cigar in his mm. office? Oh my he's just God. such a weird guy with weird impulses. Dude, he's a weird ass. He lights cigars with lighters. And there's a reason why you don't do that, okay? Because when you light a cigar, it takes several puffs. And so if you're lighting a cigar with a lighter, you're just inhaling lighter, like, vapors or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Not good, as a general rule. But yeah, he just did the classic, you know, he had to make sure his wife got to Cancun with her boyfriend, you know? And he was back to work for the people of Texas. <laughs> got him all set up down there. Put the condom on his dick. All right, I gotta get back. Yeah, it's, it's and he's he's like she's down there with like Franklin Graham and his wife, and they're like <laughs> harem. As oh, usual, yeah. I couldn't find the, his original quote. I could only I only found people making fun. So what did he actually say? He said that he was just being a good dad. He's being a girl dad. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and he was just, you know, he had to get his family to safety before he could get everybody else's family to safety. He had to take care. He just subscribes to the biblical belief you have to take care of your household first. This, this is what he so said. He, He's, you want me to read his statement for so you? So they ha- Sure. Did they have a place in Cancun? Like why? Why fucking a res- a can- Cancun? It's pretty funny. This has been an infuriating week for Texans. The greatest state in the country, the greatest state in the greatest country in the world, has been without power. Huh? <laughs> Interesting. We have food lines, gas lines, and people sleeping at the neighbors' houses. Our homes are freezing and our lights are out. Like millions of Texans, our family lost heat and power too. 
With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down with them last night and am flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, and our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. That's what he said. Girl dad. Good dad that I am. I wanted to. Girl dad that I am. I wanted to put them right in the way of COVID-19 and its ever-growing alphabet of variants. Girl dad that I am. I had to take my wife to see her boyfriend Mauricio. Cancun. Let him tell her some dangerous things in her ear. And Then I was going to fly back and fix the grid by my own two hands. I... I learned some interesting things. Speaking of the grid, I learned some interesting things this week about the grid. Oh, um, are you a new grid expert too? I'm I'm the newest grid expert to hit the scene. Everybody, Ex- finally, excellent. <laughs> Glad you could be finally on the show some, with us today. <laughs> finally, some answers. I have answers. Um, this is pretty. There's some pretty interesting stuff. Um, so, okay. Let's see. Let me. See. America has the highest number of outage minutes of any developed nation, about six hours a year, not including blackouts caused by weather or other acts of God. Now I know that may not sound like a lot, six hours a year, but here's the comparison: Korea, sixteen outage minutes a year; Italy, fifty-one; Germany, fifteen; Japan, eleven. <laughs> Is this on average? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. average the average American, yeah, or something. Uh, the average U.S. power outage is 120 minutes and growing, while in the rest of the industrialized world, it's less than 10 minutes and shrinking. Shrinking on any given day. <laughs> listen to this: on any given day in the U.S., about half a million people are without power for two or more hours. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Like number I mean, one in the how world, I'm baby. Operating up here, it's just hey, like Terrence. Uh, Weigh that against, say, um, I don't know, somewhere else in the world that's, like, not developed. <laughs> I'd l- re- I would really be interested to see how that stacks up against, like, Swaziland. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You're right. I didn't... Do you know what I'm I didn't saying? factor that into my... You're right. I should have thought about that. Um, well, no, I'm just curious. I'll just... Um, just you know, I just want to see how, like, we just accuse everybody else of being a third world shithole. <laughs> I mean, we it's, are the fourth world shithole. It is interesting, like Ted Cruz saying we're the greatest state in the greatest nation, and it's like now there's no evidence. And for people it. and people are freezing to death on my street corner at this very moment. Right, right. Well, I mean, well now it's you know like what's it? what's... it's true in a sense. Like we are number one in the world for COVID. We're number one in the world for electricity blackouts. I mean. You name it, baby. We're number one. <laughs> That's like that interview that Trump did where he showed up with all them papers. <laughs> and he was like, look, I got it right here. We're top We're top of the list. Oh, fuck. And, like, and the guy with the interview was like, these are bad lists. We don't want to be on the top. God damn it. That was a classic. Man, I'm, I really miss him sometimes. <laughs> you know what Trump would be doing right now? He would be having a snowball fight with, like, relief workers <laughs> in Houston right now. He'd be, like, bundled up in, like, a seal skin or something. And he would just make, like, this real crisis. And, like, he would go to, and you would just see Trump make a snowball and just, like, hit somebody with it. He'd oh. throw one at the camera to be cute. <laughs> uh, t- 
Do you remember Puerto Rico during the hurricane? He was just he was playing like a little game with like paper towels. People who came there for like supplies, and he's like, "Go long for the paper towels." I just love. Yeah, like he's playing damn football. He printed off those documents to be like, "I got it right here. We're number one. I got it right We're here. Number one. <laughs> I number one." <laughs> <laughs> Taunt. In <laughs> uh, deaths during pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Anything bad, we're number one at it, for sure. I mean, Tanya, me and Tanya were talking this morning before you hopped on, Tom. And Tanya brought up a good point. Like, if you were just a regular person who didn't keep up with politics at all, like, didn't really keep up to it to the extent we did, you would only think that things have gotten worse since Biden took office. <laughs> like, things have only gotten worse since he became president. <laughs> Truly, every yeah, day is worse than the last. <laughs> so Biden's deported almost 30,000 people since he took yeah. office. A thousand people a day? Yeah. We're, are, are, are we even vaccinating that many people? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no. The, the short answer is no. God damn. It's funny. Last time we did that show... Uh, we are deporting like, at sorry. We are deporting at a higher rate than we are vaccinating. Jesus, feels like that. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I don't think that's true. Well, but like, I mean, yeah. rate wise, think about how many people need to be vaccinated versus how many people need, need to, be deport, deported. to be deported. Right. Yeah. The rate of who, how many are going to be vaccinated, how many are going to be deported. If they've already deported 30,000 people, what I think we have maybe 4 million people vaccinated just with the first yeah. one. Yeah. And what do we need, 50 million? Uh, well, we need like 350 million vaccinated. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> you know my numbers ain't my strong <laughs> Man, we're... Uh... If we're to survive, we're just going to have to like go to an old world way of living. Like, we may need to invest in a a schooner and go trade spices with uh, <laughs> people in 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 North Asia. I would love to go trade spices on a schooner. We need to like. What do we have I mean, to offer? Like, we what spice be... do we have to offer? <laughs> uh, well, we have nothing. Uh, Michael. Mike Howard, my good buddy, who's always, uh, who's taught me many good, efficient ways to make money, used to just take moss from the hillsides here and just mail it to, like, Libs in Manhattan Beach, California. Like, I mean, you, you, we yeah. could do that. Let's just go get a bunch of moss and just, yeah, we'll, we'll travel the world when a, a East Kentucky trading company, isn't that what they, like, the East India trading company or whatever, we'll do the East Kentucky trading company, we'll get a schooner, the three of us... We'll go sell some moss and spices. Buddy, I've got a dehydrator. I bought a dehydrator so I could dry out my own herbs. Well, y'all do that. I'll I'll uh, do what my father and his father before him did and trade beaver pelts. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't trade beaver pelts. That's a horrible uh. trade. There's a guy, you know, the guy that owns the McDonald's in Whitesburg is like a beaver trapper and he just like kills them. To sell their like what? No. pelts to make like these little novelty wallets. Aren't they the endangered? Fuck, dude! I hate this motherfucker so bad. Wait, aren't beavers endangered? No, Some but they're cute, are, yeah. and they don't deserve to die That's and awful. become wallets. God damn! Hey, I'm sure there are. Here's a you know, 
here's a fun little factoid about the grid. Um, 60% of the people who run our electricity system are within five years of retirement. <laughs> oh, God damn. This the, really is getting darker by the minute. The grid is falling the fuck apart. And the thing is... Uh, fuck, I think I'm a Tom. I don't think I can engage this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be, welcome to the show, guys. I'm, listen, I'm going to give you all a little peek into how the sausage is made when it comes to infrastructure, Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've had this on my heart and my mind for a number of years now, but I guess just good as any time to come out and tell it. I once was left in charge of the city of Whitesburg Water, and I <laughs> did not, uh, well, let's just say if we were in the schooner and spice trading times, I would have been brought up to, uh, to be hung for dereliction of duty. Shocking. <laughs> we're, we are floored. First night out of the gate. My boss, Steve, God rest his soul, he looked at me and said, you're a smart guy, you've been to school. Uh, let me just show you real quick how uh, how to keep these tanks open and running. And I was like, yeah, I'm a quick study. How hard could it be? And it turns out there's a little bit of a learning curve. <laughs> uh, he said, well, this tank's supposed to be at this level. Because you can see, like, all, there's, like, you know, a couple of tanks in Whitesburg. And you can see, like, in the water plant, like, what level yeah. they're at. And, like, you need to start treating water and pumping it out in the system once they all dip below certain thresholds. And each threshold for each tank is different, just depending upon how big it is. Well, I had uh, <clears throat> fallen asleep. Oh my God. The air conditioning was running. It was nice. Classic. <laughs> I heard the phone ring. And y'all know this part of the story already. This woman uh, called me and she said... My water's browner than a ginger cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then my heart started pumping a little bit harder. And I was like, what? And I looked over at that. I looked over at that damn water tank. One of them. And it was supposed to be at 14. And it was at four. <laughs> and I sprung into action. I started like, I'm, what I'm saying is you're supposed to start treating water and pumping in the system. When it gets to like 13.8. Right. <laughs> oh, God. I said, ma'am, I said, we're, we're on it. We're, we've got an issue. I'm working on it. Relax. And she said, what do you mean, relax? And I said, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> and then I started treating water. I said, I got to go. I started treating water. And I, I, I was in a fucking panic. And I butchered like eight steps that you're supposed to do. So. <laughs> I, I was just like, and I just kept looking at it. It was really like the Titanic. Like, you know, like you're sitting there looking at your watch and saying, okay, the dialysis clinic has about two hours worth of water left. So this is a crisis. So I was like, I can't pretend anymore. So I called the boss. I said, he said, very calmly, just very demure man. He said, what's your tank at? <laughs> and I said, which one? And I was beating around. I didn't want to tell him. He said the Tunnel Hill tank. I said, Steve, it's at 4.1. He said, it's at 4.1? He said, you mean 14.1? I said, Steve, I said it's at 4.1. I'm going to be honest with he you. Said, my, he said, my God, I'll be right there. And he, the most even kill man you've ever met in your life came there, and he was so pissed. 
And I said, well, what's uh, what's going on here? And then, like, everybody, it was all hands on deck. Every water worker got <laughs> called to the office. Thomas and I'm sitting there with my face in my hands and, like, like I'm getting ready to face a military tribunal. <laughs> and I was like, so what's, what's, like, how bad is this? And nobody's giving me a straight answer. And uh, as it turns out, we had to run the plant around the clock for the next two weeks to make that up. So, like... Typically, you stop treating water at just like 2 o'clock at night because you're fine until the next day. You know what I mean? But we had to go around the clock, and everybody had to pull extra shifts, and they were they were not happy with me. Some Tom. were happy because they got easy overtime, but others were not happy. <laughs> and you had the gall to blame me and Terrence for you not getting elected. <laughs> Listen. No, that was before I won the race. I won the race first time, but man, I was. Yeah, but was, basically, uh, the the story you're saying here, the lesson of this is that a bunch of Tom Sexton's are running. You have a bunch of slap dicks <laughs> like me that are pulling the levers, man. Not everybody. A lot of people are trained professionals and whatever, but like occasionally a Tom Sexton slips in there. But the point to the story is. It takes about nine straight guys that know what they're doing to cover up one mistake made by one slap. Right, so. right, right. <clears throat> well, I, I'll say this. I recovered and was an excellent water plant operator after that. But to be <laughs> fair, and I don't want to besmirch him because he's exited this mortal coil. But Steve, uh, there's a little culpability on his part <laughs> for throwing me out there to the wolves not one. He shouldn't have put you in charge. You're right. Now, I think the moral here is that all the people who know what they're doing are within five years of retirement, and we got a bunch of Tom Sextons waiting to step in and take over the reins here of this great, the greatest country on earth, infrastructure. Listen, we, you know, we all make mistakes, and in the end, it was fine. You know, the dialysis clinic was saved. It all worked out, but. I was dangerously close to just ruining my life because I couldn't have lived with myself if I'd known a bunch of people getting dialysis. And, you know what I mean? Mm. Point is, is don't be a cowboy. If you don't know how to do something you don't know how to, that's fine. <laughs> yep. That's a good moral. Tanya, you got the palsy? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good moral. I, I sign off on that. <laughs> I'll sign off on that one. Jesus, man. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Joe Biden's town hall this week? Yeah, I do, do want to talk about to? Joe Biden's town hall. Yeah, I, I would like to because there's some funny shit in it. <clears throat> Who told uh, him town halls were a good idea? My question. So... I have a theory about the town hall. <clears throat> so in the town hall, you know, he told everybody, uh, you know, he said, I'm not prepared to write off, or he said, I'm prepared to write off the $10,000 debt, but not $50,000. So, when did that even come up? Like, I missed <clears throat> that. When did he say that? Well, I played the, the clip if you want. I don't mean from the town hall. I mean when he said, "Was this the first time he said about that ten thousand? Oh, this was about student debt. Um, I know, <clears throat> I know, but so, I had never heard him say he was going to clear ten thousand dollars worth of student debt. 
I thought he said 50,000 of student debt, didn't he? Or did he, yeah, he didn't say 10, he said 50. Exactly. He when, when did we hear 10? When did 10? Where the hell, where the fuck that come from? Well, listen to this clip. I thought it was very, uh, well, just listen to this. My, uh, my oldest son graduated uh, after undergraduate and graduate school with uh, $136,000 in debt. Very specific number, Joe. 40, I mean, excuse me, 30 hours a week during school. My other son went to Georgetown and Yale Law School, graduated $142,000 in debt. What the fuck? And he worked for the parking service in, 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 uh, down in Washington. My daughter went to Tulane University and got a <laughs> master's at Penn. She graduated $103,000 in debt. <laughs> so I don't think anybody should have to pay for that, but I do think you should be able to work it off. My daughter's a social worker. My other son became a ran the world food program usa and so on they they didn't qualify but my point is i understand the impact of you know what's funny is like that's and not what his sons are known for yeah about what universities are doing they don't need more skyboxes what they need is more money invested in well in in, in making so that's why i provide for example 80 billion dollars the reason i brought that up because what he says in a second is basically like, uh, we're not going to do the 50 cent. We're, we're going to do 10, and you should be able to work it off. But the reason I brought that up is because doesn't it kind of seem to you guys like they're selling it a little too hard that he's not riddled with dementia? Like him pulling out those very specific numbers. Like I feel like Joe was having a good day. And so they, I mean, like, do you know the specific amount of your student debt, much less like those of your family? Nobody knows the specific. I just know Don't that it's, care to know it's it. vaguely like <laughs> 15,000 or something. You know what I mean? Him being like 142,000. It's just like, come on. You guys are really working very hard to convince us that he does not have. <laughs> also, uh, getting your, because you're the former vice president, lifelong senator, uh, lifelong congressperson, all that shit. Like, dude, like, most people who graduate college don't get a fucking pie job with a federal agency where they probably make $78 an hour. Right. <laughs> so suck my dick, you fucking brain addled asshole. Here's, here is a uh, true brain addlement. Let's listen to this one. This one's pretty good. The, uh, the other part, portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online <laughs> to determine how to get in line for that COVID vaccination at the, at the Walgreens. Or at, at, at I like how he just said black and brown people are a bunch of dumb. <laughs> no, like literally. They don't know how to get in line? They don't know how to get online is what he said. They don't know how to log into the internet. He said black people don't know how to log into the internet. He said black people and brown people don't know how to uh, get on the internet. Like, it's fucking incredible. Like, no one, you know, no one talks about this, obviously. Like, when he says this shit, like, all the liberals are just like, they just grumble and make sure that, you know, they sweep it under the rug immediately. Man, it's like, anybody that, that, that can't put a coherent thought together much of the time and probably punctuates every, like, internet app with the Facebook, the Instagram, don't need to be telling anybody about what they can and can't do. <laughs> Yeah, it's We're weird. We're so fucked. 
it's um I feel kind of like I'm crazy because there was this article in the Financial Times this week. It said it was about how Joe is trying to implement the biggest governmental action slash spending plan since World War II and the New Deal. Like, I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, I've I've seen no indication that that's the case. Have you guys, or am I just like, am I losing it? Are they talking about that weird plan he said like a week or two ago that we talked about? I guess. I don't fucking know. Is that what they're talking about? I've not seen any indication that he's trying to be the next FDR. In fact, he's saying, we're not going to do this. We're not doing anything. Sorry. Yeah, everything. Fracking. Nope, not stopping that. Student loans. uh Uh-uh. Gotta pay them. Imagine that. Joe Biden's a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in, if, if you're standing in line, stay in line. (laughs) Okay, but. For real, though, are they seriously just hoping we forget about the checks? Like, it's February. It's almost March. They have to be. They have to be. Um, Where are the checks? They're on vacation. Like, uh, y'all, I... <laughs> Guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you how it's going to go down. Here. You ain't getting no checks. <laughs> We're going to keep getting further and further isolated and lonely. I'm not telling you anything you don't know right now, but... Uh, Here's what I'm saying is you're going to wake up one day and uh, you're going to have to make a tough choice. And that tough choice pertains to... um, Never mind, I'm going down a dark path here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like every time my mom asks me... I had to walk it back. I'm sorry. You bailed on the bit. It's okay, Tom. We've all... Man, you know, that is the worst thing. It's like my, my poor mother's just like biding her time she's like i'm gonna go ahead and do my taxes so i can get my check and all this stuff living on fixed income if i could work 30 years for a place it's and, sick uh, it's just so you know, sick no dignity in retirement so i hate to break his teeth sweet uncle joe and his scrunchied wife <laughs> deserve all the worst things in life to happen to them i'm sorry if you don't like that then i don't know what the fuck to tell you Oh, where man. am I? Um, <laughs> where am I? That's what I was saying to my mom next time she asked me about the checks. I'm starting to feel like I'm having to answer for Joe. Like, mom, I, I don't know. I, I, last time I did tell her, I was like, I don't, I don't think we're getting checks. I don't think they're coming. What'd she say to that? She said, you're probably right. <laughs> The the worst thing is when it's like when when hillbillies get hope about something <laughs> government related, and that's like a big thing. Yeah, you know it I mean? is. Like it usually just don't happen that way. Listen, and then to have it not happen, this is crazy. Listen to this. Um, President Biden just issued this just happened um, like an hour ago. President Biden just issued new ICE guidance, wholly abandoning his pledge to halt deportations. The ACLU says this is a disappointing step backward from the Biden administration's earlier commitments to fully break from the harmful deportation policies of Trump and Obama. Jesus Christ, man. Joe Biden is probably, he he is going off at even money to have the worst presidency ever. I, I, yeah. And, and, and let me tell you something. It's some stiff competition with his forebears. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he's going to find a way. You may tell you he's going to find a way by thinking you can go into such a dire situation and just keep it as like just business as uh-huh. usual. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't. You have to take. You have to take radical action. You can't just. They ran on this normalcy thing. Well, when you just come in and you're just doing normalcy, like nothing's changing. You're just keeping the old order in. Oh yeah. I don't know what we expected to be different, but I just wanted to just say that. I just want to name that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I didn't expect it to be different at all. You know, I do find it fascinating when. You present people with these, you know, facts, though, and they're just like, eh, well, it's not Trump, right? And it's just like, what? I don't know. Well, Trump gave, Trump gave us $1,800. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah, we'll say that. Man. Uh, and, yeah. and apparently, as I mean, the same shit's going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the border. Like, yeah. that's the thing that really really chat my ass about the fucking like liberals screaming about texas and all this kind of stuff these motherfuckers have been using the kids at the border as like some sort of like emotional blackmail to get people to vote for these fuckers like biden and whoever else and then like as soon as the power goes out in texas where most of those kids are mind you ah yeah well red state should have voted the right way dude that is they're the most foul and grotesque people that is spot on. You're right. You know what I mean? It's like that's it just tells me that you have no integrity, that you were using like this these kids as a proxy just to like just to go back to what you deem civil society. You're not interested in change. Right. You're not interested in any kind of like better vision of the world. What you're interested in is just seeming like you have the right opinions. And it's just like, man, <clears throat> these fucking assholes that are like, uh, Raise your hand if you live in a blue state and you got fucking heat on right now Ugh. and you're warm. And meanwhile, I'm seeing pictures of... I mean, it's enough to see a goddamn possum froze to a fence. That broke my fucking <laughs> that heart enough. But, like, you're seeing all these pictures, all these stories coming out of there, man. And it's just like, none of it... It's not... Like, like liberals are still far and away the most vile people and, like, the biggest impediment to any kind of change. Well... I thought that perhaps a way to get us out of this, you know, we look around, we see nothing, no opportunities for change, no ways out, but some people do have answers. We can't forget that there are some among us who do have answers, and I am, of course, referring to our good pals, Brett Stevens and Gail Collins. I hear they're back in the house. For the first time in months, they want to come back on the show. So should we give them a welcome? A warm <laughs> round of applause? <laughs> I don't... I, I need you to drop the link in the chat. I just sent it to you. I just sent <laughs> I it to you. I don't have my phone. <laughs> well, why don't you go grab it while Gail comes in? So you go... Okay. And then Wait, send Gail in. We know it. she's out there in the waiting room. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah, just keep keep Gail in the waiting room for a minute. Let all right. So let's. Oh boy, this is a good. Let's one. paint a picture. All right. Uh, just like always, we have to have a setting for this, right? We have to have a uh, um a set. This is the big interview. This is Frost Nixon, but it's. Collins Stevens. <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
so where should this one take place? Where do you guys think? I mean, I think maybe like a public health department facility in like um, Badunga, Iowa might work or perhaps uh, a Walgreens that's illegally selling COVID vaccines outside of Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. That might also be a good setting for one. Uh, Brett's getting his blood pressure checked in that little thing that you can put your arm in that when you were a kid you yeah, were fascinated with. We're in, we're in dueling blood pressure cuffs at Kroger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. All right. So we're going to set the scene here. Uh, we're going to get the lights and audio in in, uh, in place, and we're going to get things going here. So this is, if you've never heard this before, which I'd be uh, astonished if you weren't, but this is The Conversation. This is the New York Times uh, best column, in my opinion, um, featuring Gail Collins and Brett Stevens. And this one's about the uh, impeachment trial so it's mitch mcconnell is so over trump that he voted to absolve him on the impeachment front it was an exciting (laughs) (laughs) on the impeachment front it was an exciting if sometimes perplexing weekend so we've got uh set camera and we're gonna get things rolling here so uh action what a wild week yeah Should we feel pleased that seven Republican senators voted to convict Donald Trump of incitement? Six more than in the last impeachment. Or appalled that the other 43 didn't? Another way of putting the question is whether the GOP's cup is 14% full or 86% empty. (laughs) It certainly was an interesting show, Brett. It'll be a long time before I forget Mitch McConnell's speech about the outgoing president who seemed determined to either overturn the voters' decision or else torch our institutions on the way out. It was, by McConnell standards, very passionate. Of course, I'd have been a heck of a lot more moving if he hadn't just voted against any punishment. You know, the other day I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast <laughs> on the Yiddish word Schutzpah. <laughs> Uh, the word has two distinct connotations. In its American usage, it suggests audacity, as in it took a lot of shuts puff for her to walk into her boss's office in 1962 and demand a raise. But guess what? She got it. In the Israeli sense, it usually means gall and shamelessness, as in first the boy murders his parents, then he pleads for mercy in court because he's an orphan. Anyway... That's absolutely psychotic. Anyway, McConnell's speech was shut spot in the Israeli sense. He watched it to have his outrage and eat it. He wants to have his outrage and eat it, too. He wanted to ease whatever conscience he has left by denouncing Trump in a very... in a way that had no consequences by using a legal dodge to advance his political interest in the way that really matters. It's just pathetic, really. (laughs) Maybe we just call it the McConnell two-step. Damn, great, Gail. <laughs> or maybe the Mitch Macarena. <laughs> Where's Ted Sorensen when you need him to ghostwrite profiles of invertebrates? Damn. It's Brett is on fire. Day. Fucking just bazooka. God. This motherfucker is just... My man's, my man's feeling himself today in that blood, blood pressure guy. Yeah, he, my man is just unloading clip after clip. 
Gail don't know it's what to do. It's the story of today's Republican Party and conservative establishment, minus Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, Lisa Murkowski, and the other brave ones. But about oh, the yeah. GOP's cup, I ought to ask you, where do you see your party going from here? Engineering a post-Trump turnaround... Or just sticking to the same brain-dead script that'll probably force you to vote Democrat again in 2024. She's so goddamn stupid she thinks that ever did that. Gail, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I want to be clear. It isn't my party any longer. And you're obviously delighting in the thought of my being forced to vote for Democratic presidential candidates for three election cycles in a row. It might suggest a pattern. Right now, I'm working on a longish piece making the case that America needs a liberal party, albeit in the European sense. Ah, yes, I see. Mm. Ah, yes. (laughs) I mean, parties that are for free markets, civil liberties, and small government without being hostile to immigration and cultural change. (laughs) If that means a three-party system, we're going to have a lot to fight about. (laughs) Kiss, like, you know, kiss. we should we should like, we should fight more. Like Gail just cannot stomach a three party system. <laughs> Can't cannot fucking do it. She cannot engage it. Nope. Cannot. Oh my god. You know, we should fight more. As for the GOP, it's probably a lost cause. My guess is that Trump's luster will fade in the party because a lot of Republicans know he's crazy and are ashamed of what happened on January 6th. <laughs> Buddy. Yeah, just the opposite of that. If just you whatever really Brett believe says, that. then it's the opposite. Right. <laughs> the Trumpism as the politics of nativism, rage, and conspiracy theory is going to be in the dominant strain in the GOP, especially if Josh Hawley or Tom Cotton or one of the Trump kids is the next nominee. Eric for president. <laughs> Uh, to re- to return to Yiddish, oy vey. <laughs> of course, there's Nikki Haley, but after reading Tim Alberta's long profile of her in Politico, I can't decide whether she's crazy like a fox or too clever by half. What do you think her slogan would be? Served the Trump administration loyally, except secretly she always hated him? You know, from a political standpoint, she's played her cards pretty astutely. She might be the only potential GOP candidate who can unite the party. She's smart, she's charismatic, has a great personal story, (laughs) did the right thing as governor of South Carolina by getting rid of the Confederate flag from the statehouse soon after the Charleston church slaughter and was effective as UN ambassador. If she wins the nomination, she'd be a formidable challenger to the Democratic nominee, whoever that winds up being. One thing I want to interject and say here about like that kind of prognostication, that's how like liberals talked about Beto. Right, right. Like, like you, you just have no idea, like, who's going to be a player until, like, six months before the election, you know? I also, I also like how he lauds Nikki Haley for taking down the Confederate flag after, like, 20 people were murdered in a church. It's like she, she did the yeah. bare minimum. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, like, that, like she deserves a profiles and fucking courage because of that. Yeah. Wow. Kamala versus Nikki. <laughs> Interesting that Kamala 24 already seems like a foregone conclusion. Shades of Hillary 08? Back to Haley. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> no, it's all right. There's an ad. <clears throat> Back to Haley. Her dodges and maneuvers are a bit too transparent. And her brand of mainstream Republican conservatism is just out of step for a party that is increasingly out of its mind. Still, you've got me wet about an all-female presidential race. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, Gail. Yeah, a little ad Interesting, Gail. 
Wow. About time. <laughs> About time. About time you <laughs> dusted off. About time you dusted them walls off. <laughs> but back up for a minute to the Senate, would you? Do you think they should have called witnesses so the country could have listened to a description of Trump ignoring the real physical danger to Mike Pence and other top Republicans and defending the rioters when he was begged to call them off? Not really, no. What more What more does the country need to know than the evidence the House managers presented? Calling witnesses would have dragged out the trial for weeks on end, forcing all of us to watch those despicable Trump lawyers, and we both know it wouldn't have changed the result. Yeah, and we really need to get on to Biden's agenda. There's a rumor about some kind of pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) These people make so much money doing this drill. I'm so sick about it. Also, the trial. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say the thing that she said a second ago is like, uh, what was it? Uh, the, The real physical danger to Mike Pence and other top Republicans. Like, to Gail, that's the biggest offense of the January 6th thing. It's like, Mike Pence almost got his wig split. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> A guy that totally didn't deserve any of it. <laughs> also, the trial introduced the country to some new Democratic stars. Stacy Plaskett deserves an immediate promotion to a big administration job. Yeah, a star. Who is that? I don't know who Stacy Plaskett is. Who the fuck, dude? She's not gonna fuck you, dude. <laughs> and Jamie Raskin should be a future contender for Attorney General. Again, who? <clears throat> that he was able to perform with so much grace under pressure after a terrible family tragedy made him that much more admirable. I don't know. Agree. Also, I shouldn't assume that Stacy is a, a a woman either. Mm. Wow, Tom. For two reasons. One, it's a pretty gender neutral name. And two, uh, Brett Stevens lauding a woman just doesn't seem like <laughs> something that would happen. Right, it's right. Nevertheless, agreed. So it's time for the country to move on. Since I'm grooving on some Jewish tropes today, let's just let's just <laughs> my God. Let's, let's just say Trump came. He tried to destroy us. We won. Let's see. Since I'm grooving on some Jewish tropes today, I'm grooving on some Jewish tropes today. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's eat. Uh, Let me switch subjects on you this time. Should Andrew Cuomo be impeached for being uh, highly parsimonious with the truth about the uh, nursing home COVID deaths? This is Andrew. Punishment would not would be not letting him run for a fourth term in 2022. But New York definitely needs a new <clears throat> crop of executives. Try mentioning Bill de Blasio to a socially distanced friend and watch eyes glaze o- over even from six feet away. Or in my case, head exploding. De Blasio is to managerial competence what Yogi Berra was to the syllogism. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's the guy who redeems the memory of Abe Bean. He makes Trump's handling of the coronavirus situation seem relatively Dude, confident. Dude, Brett has He's got haters today. This motherfucker is just... Oh, man. He, don't he does not miss. He's the nation's unintentional uniter, bringing everyone from Cuomo to Ted Cruz together in a shared contempt. Wasn't he talk? Oh, he was talking about de Blasio. I thought he was talking about Cuomo. I thought I was good at complaining about de Blasio, but you win the medal. (laughs) 
I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Andrew Yang or some other reasonably competent <laughs> character can bring the city back from moving further toward 1970s style insolvency, disorder, crime, and decay. Oh my God! What evidence is there that Andrew Yang is competent? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Here's my question, Brett. In a couple of weeks, it'll be March. Thank God. Which won't change much pandemic-wise, but as it starts to get warmer, do you think we'll all start to feel more optimistic? Walking through parks, picnics on the terrace, to this bitch. <laughs> Our last Trumpian <laughs> chapter, is it over? I'm enjoying this continual blanket of snow and wouldn't mind if it stretched into April. Maybe it'll help everyone chill out and calm down. And it's an excellent excuse for doing as little exercise as possible and binge-watching the French spy thriller, The Bureau, that an old friend of mine just got me into. <laughs> In scene, cut. <clears throat> Thank you, both. Uh, let's get around. Get me out of this cuff. Uncuff me. Cut me loose. <laughs> Set me free. I, I'll never forget... I'm grooving on some Jewish tropes today. God damn, what an oh. absolute <laughs> maniac. Man. Uh, thank you both for being good sports. <clears throat> and uh, for channeling your best inner Gale and Brad. Um, That's probably a good point to wrap it up for the week. Um Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, go to our Patreon, where you can get an episode every Sunday for $5 monthly donation. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Party. We've got all kinds of uh, Jewish tropes over there. Uh, and if you thought it sucked, forgive me, I've been in and out of power for seven days, and I have what feels like a tapeworm in my intestines oh, right no. now. Is that what you've self-diagnosed? Uh, now that I've said it out loud, I went down a dark path. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon, please, so I can afford my anti-parasitics. <laughs> please do that. Please do all the above. Thank you for listening this week. Um, hopefully Gail and B Brett aren't back next week. That's all I can say. Hopefully they're never back again. But you know what? Sometimes they have to come on and we have to have them. So what can you say? Bing, bang, bong. So anyways, bang, we will see you next time. See you later. Welcome. UK, hon.